How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> Great. Absolutely perfect. Perfect. This is oh. session two. I'm so excited. Yes, Ooh, after so a fancy. Uh, brief hiatus due to the natural one on the dexterity saving throw by the DM, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That is the best way to put that. I guess technically it would be the acrobatics roll, but either way, broke my leg because I'm a dumbass and you four and everyone else had to suffer for it, so... Hey! <laughs> that's, what you, that's when you okay. live in Texas and have to deal with snow. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> like, where'd that stuff come from? Spent at least two years of my life in Pennsylvania, too, so I wasn't like, what is this? I was just like, oh, it's fucking snow. Okay, gotta walk carefully. <laughs> and then it was like, nah, this is yeehaw snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeehaw snow. <laughs> and, then, and then I went yeehaw into the ground. <laughs> you went yeehaw. Yeah, he yeeted himself into the snow, it seems. Yeah, snow one, DM zero. I definitely had to lose some experience <laughs> points on that one. Lose some inspiration. <laughs> oh, that's one word for it. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so let's just uh, jump right into it. So last session saw our intrepid adventurers. Holy shit, this music bot is super fucking loud. I can't hear myself think. I'm sorry. Uh, last session saw our intrepid adventurers uh, meeting each other in the wood elf town of Meadras and uh, forging at the time a what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, temporary bond in trying to solve the mystery of who's stealing the old man's shit. Uh, a couple nights of Odd shenanigans, planning, uh, pants being pulled down, and a colorblind argument over a tiefling. Uh, eventually, it was discovered basically all of the thefts were an accident uh, perpetrated by the shopkeeper's young apprentice, who was immediately fired. But because he had been such a good worker for so long, the shopkeeper said, you're fired, but I won't say anything. And that was basically the entirety of the first session. We begin tonight's session in a flashback of uh, our four adventurers sitting in the tavern together enjoying a last meal before they hit the road in Meadras after Penelope, our resident wood elf, had just told her parents that, hey, BT dubs, I'm leaving. I'm going adventuring with my friend Adonis because I kind of owe him some favors and peace. And the party is sitting down, having one little final celebration of, you know, hey, we did it. Uh, when an idea pops into one of our adventurers' minds. I should probably specify who. An idea pops into Theron's mind. I have an idea. <laughs> uh, let's, let's hear this idea. I don't know the idea. You don't remember the idea. Okay, I'm going to say. Uh, we should get together. <laughs> and wait. Ah, we, we, we are two pairs currently traveling together. Why not become one? <laughs> uh, 
Have you had ale already? I should know they have wine. I have not. I have had my eggs. I am perfectly prepared for the day. It is a wonderful one. It is splendid. We work so well together. We solved the mystery. I don't think I actually got what I came here for, which was a business connection, but I still would consider it successful because we made some friends. <laughs> I would just like to point out that uh, <laughs> Wednesday during the other half, you s explicitly stated you have no idea what Theron's voice is, and immediately you dove right back into it tonight. So very well done. It's the power of roll 20. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll also take the time to point out we do have a second podcast, the other half, the podcast about the podcast. Search for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Well, what say you, accomplices, friends? I will deal with it for now. I don't see any argument to this situation. I don't... I don't think we have... Or... I think that would be a good idea. I'm not in agreement. So, when, when do we depart? Uh, immediately. I have a will and a way to establish new trade routes. And to my understanding, you also have something you're seeking out. Heads uh, up! With that, Theron, you are brought back to reality as a fish is tossed in your direction, smacks you in the face, lands back in the pond, and swims away with... Cloak looking at you with this why didn't you catch it look on his face. Back in present day, <laughs> the four of you have been traveling for a while. Sorry, the whole point of that was to cut out of the flashback abruptly. Back in present day, the four of you have been traveling for about a week and a half, uh, running pretty, pretty low on rations. Um, unfortunately, kind of lost, because you just sort of picked a direction and went there's getting into my address was nothing short of a feat for all three of you who weren't already there it's pretty deep in some woods uh you guys you know you've been resting kind of getting to chat get to know each other um theron making his family name known to the four of you penelope starting to come out of her shell a little bit talking a bit more still mostly deviating off to adonis for conversation cloak just becoming more and more uh animated in his mannerisms and adonis as was stated before the flashback was interrupted yes is searching for something however he has yet to divulge what exactly it is he's searching for even penelope you're not too sure what exactly it is he's looking for you just know he's looking for something i told him i'd help him so here we go uh, let's go ahead and open with everybody giving me perception checks. Boy. How do you do that? You go to your character sheet and you click on perception. Woo. Uh, I got a nine. An 18. A. 20. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> So everybody but Theron, who's still kind of like, did I get the slapped? Flashback. Did I get slapped in the face with a fish? 
Uh, the other three of you notice um, the trees have been thinning out over the past couple of days. You guys are pretty much almost out of the woods. And uh, you notice some banners off in the distance. Uh, some uh, what looks to be the first sign of civilization that you've seen in a pretty decent chunk of time. What would you like to do about that? Uh, what do I know about the banner? Uh, what do you know about the banner? What did you roll? A 20? Uh, go ahead and toss me a history check. Let's see what you got. Oh, ooh. a 19. Um, what you can see about the banner is slightly familiar. Uh, you feel like you know what this is. You're kind of it's like on the tip of your tongue. And as you realize, oh, I recognize that banner. Uh, a couple of horses and uh, a couple of knights on horses, I should say. Uh, trot their way up the creek coming out of the brush and see the four of you. And the one up front. Adonis, you recognize the crest on his shield and uh, the banner, again, off the back of his horse, you recognize as the crest of the Empire of Maron. This uh, plate-mailed helmed figure looks down at the four of you and goes, Who are you? State your business. Travelers. Establishing trade. Wandering the lands with these find people. Uh, I am with Adonis. <laughs> this uh, knight kind of looks over the four of you. His gaze eventually levels on Theron. A bit far away from civilization to be establishing trade, aren't you? That is the exact intent of establishing new trade routes. Now we're lost. And we're lost. He turns, leans over, and talks to the knight next to him. Barely, barely audible whisper. He leans back, flips up the visor on his helm, and you could see what appears to be a humanoid skin tone, very uh, light bronze with some dark hazelnut eyes. And he says, well, if you're lost, you can follow me. I'll take you to the gates. We can get you into civilization and get you some real food. Oh, much appreciated. Come on, then. He turns, gives his horse a little... And him and his boy start trotting off. The four of you, I assume, follow? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So you follow him. Um, it's not a short walk by any means, but it's not too far away. Uh, you make it out of the woods pretty quickly. Some of the brush uh, is cleared off relatively quick. And before long, you can see um, not necessarily anything that's walled off. Uh, it's just lots of wood 
spike walls, you know, defensive setup. Uh, there's no actual wall here, but you could tell like this is a border of something. He, he leads you guys up there, and there's a small little area that's got a couple of guards flanking it with a, an archer and a small makeshift tower up top. He steps inside, motions back to the three of you to follow him, and as you step in, he says, Now, this is all I can do for you, but you're here. Welcome to Marin. Follow the rules of the Empire, and we shouldn't have any trouble. Um... Can I roll like an insider perception check? It, does it seem like they're defending against something? Like, yeah, I want to roll this wall. Like, is it uh, to keep something out or just like kind of establishing a new city sort of deal? Um, no role necessary for this. Uh, it's it's just establishing a border. Sure. They they don't seem like on edge. There's not like rows upon rows of people. It's just this is a wall. This is where you enter the wall. We got a couple of people right here because you can't get in without permission sort of deal. Sure. Okay. Guards posted around the gate, I'm guessing. Uh, two that you can see with the archer in the tower being the third. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I guess. Uh, good, good, sir. Can you point us towards an inn or a local general goods store? Uh. If you head down that way, and he points with his lance down one of the many streets that you could see from this area, he says, I'm sure you'll find one. I can't give you any one specific one. I don't know much about them. Sure. I'm pay paid to watch the walls. But in that direction, you'll find what you're looking for somewhere. Sounds good. Right. Let us go, then. <laughs> Lead the way. So On Theron, you begin. <laughs> trotting off everybody huh. and everybody following you lead um it's clean with a question mark <laughs> um you don't see anything that makes you think like wow this place must be a real shithole but you don't see anything that makes it think like how did this become an empire like this just seems to be a very you know Lower middle class sort of setting. Is Lots it clean to my standard? <laughs> Definitely clean to your okay. standards. Oh, God. <laughs> Definitely clean by your standards. Uh, in fact, even you feel a little underdressed in this area. <laughs> yes. Um, there's lots of... You're noticing... Uh, one thing that's kind of catching all of you off guard is there's people from every race here. You're seeing... Humans, you're seeing elves, a couple of dwarves. Uh, Penelope, you kind of feel your skin tense up a little bit when you see a couple of drow, some of the dark elves. You know, you've never seen any and you've only ever heard horror stories of them. So you kind of like, mm, I don't like that. Uh, but then you start to see even a couple of exotic races. You see uh, what looks to be a bipedal cat just kind of walking along. Uh, one of you notice. Uh, very briefly at the corner of your eye, you could have swore you saw a lizard walk into a building, a bipedal lizard. Uh, it's it's odd. All the different backgrounds the four of you come from, you still have that, how do I put this? Um, those stereotypes 
that exist for a reason sort of deal. The tieflings typically only see tieflings, even though being a Vita, you know, you're accustomed to seeing more races than just tiefling. You've seen plenty of humans, you know, a nice chunk of elves and half elves, but this is, this is big. This is a lot of different people. Um, Adonis, you being what you are, you know, you tend to isolate away from people as much as you can. So this is a big culture shock for you. Penelope as well. Uh, the only one who kind of seems comfortable with all the different races that they're seeing around is Cloak, who's just kind of like, they're humanoids. I'm a humanoid walking along, minding my business. Everybody <laughs> has the same money. Wow. <laughs> uh, eventually, the four of you are stopped by a voice that's like, oh, hey there, you four. I say, you four, yes. are you new in town? Yes. I can yes. tell by the look of you here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bit of an old couple, but you got your wee one there walking the walking the lad. That's nice. Have you have you found a place to stay yet? Uh, no, we were just on our way to find one. Looking for one? Well, look no further. Come, come right this way. We've even got some booster seats for the kid there. Plenty of food. Come, come, come. Is there a children's <laughs> discount, too? <laughs> That's all he cares about the discount. <laughs> He looks up at looks up at Penelope. Bit of an aggressive one, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Dwarf, I mean no offense. We've got our own aggressive ones. It's just weird seeing it without the beard. <laughs> come in, come in, come in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the tall wife inn. My name is Dorcas Bloodcrest. Ah, uh, that was my mistake. His name is Bloodchest. Nah, he he said it correct. <laughs> my mistake my mistake <laughs> Dorcas Bloodchest I run this here Tall Wife Inn uh, name sought after me beautiful bride let me see where is she uh, Muffin Muffin me little flower where are you you guys are walking in this is a Penelope it's a bigger house than yours uh, it's not as nice but it's it's big, it's quaint, it's homely, and uh, you feel, all four of you, feel this like very odd sense of comfort. If anybody knows how to make things like comfortable and make the most out of small spaces, it's definitely dwarves. And he just, it gives you this real homely feel, and you guys actually feel like, you know what, this might not be a bad place to stay. Um, four of you are in for quite a shock, though, when the door opens and you hear, oh, there's my little precious bean. And this seven foot four ashy skinned scarred tattooed hulk behemoth of a woman steps out with a pot in her arm that is bigger bigger than theron's ass and she's just <laughs> stirring this wooden spoon that looks like honestly it looks like it could crush cloak's head if she swung it hard enough she's just <laughs> stirring away and she goes Yes, my little badger mole, what is it? Anyways, we've got some guests here. Uh, friends, this here is me. Oh, my precious princess. Alara Thunderstalker Bloodchest. Hmm. She just keeps stirring the pot and she says, Hello, nice to meet all of you. What are your names? Of course, your names. I'm so sorry. I get so caught up in meal names. Please, please introduce yourselves. Who, who do I have the pleasure of having in me home? 
I am uh, Theron Vita. Please oh, Vita! Oh, you hear that, Moffat? What? What? Uh, what luck have we come across here for one so prestigious as yourself? Can, can I roll insight to see if he's just sucking my ass? Sure. <laughs> Certainly. Go ahead. Come on, natural uh, one. <laughs> yes. Uh, I rolled a fifteen. No. Uh, fifteen. You rolled a fourteen with a two in insight to give you a sixteen. Oh, sorry, sixteen. Um, I don't know why it showed up as a fifteen at first on my screen. He's kissing your ass because he's heard the v- You can tell he knows the Vitas have money, but he. There is some sort of gen, gen, genuinity behind it. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> he's being honesty. somewhat genuine. He's being somewhat, yeah, he's honest. Like, he, he does feel like, oh, shit, you're a Vita. That's awesome. But he also obviously thinks you're fucking loaded. <laughs> <laughs> they just know me as Cloak. Cloak is that on account of that big cloak you're wearing? Nah, too easy. And the little scamp, and he ruffles your hair. I'm uh, Penelope. Penelope Starflower. Oh, a beautiful name for a beautiful lass. And he reaches up, he takes your hand and begins to kiss your hand. And as you're looking down at him, kind of blushing a little bit, you see this shadow wash over you and you look up and his wife is standing behind him staring you down with these just cataract looking eyes like you can see the pupil and iris behind it but it's just these milky over eyes as she's just staring down at you not stirring the pot anymore hi uh, hello <clears throat> sorry muffin you know you're the only one for me and you, last, lastly, my, 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 and he gets a little closer, mast friend. <clears throat> I am Adonis, blessed by the gods, champion of mortals, and speaker of Penelope. What a fancy title there. Well, uh, as I stated, I am Dorgas Bloodchest. Uh, he looks at Adonis, keeper of this house. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Another booming throat clear from behind him. And by that, I mean I take care of the wife. Yes, she tu- she turns around and goes back into the other room. Dinner will be ready in 20 minutes. Ooh, good timing on your part. Best, oh, cook, best cook in the realms, I tell you that. <laughs> Now then, now then, hey, let's see, we got the four here, and I assume uh, the kid's going to be bunking with mum, so are we looking for two rooms, three rooms, how how many rooms are you looking for? I've got... I'm uh, not a kid. Eh? Do you have a nice array for the kid? It kind of gets up right on top of you. Oh! Well, this... I'm 72. Oh, ice is embarrassing. I have to chop off a couple inches of my beard. <laughs> you feel the uh, walls resonate when you hear. You feel the walls resonate when you hear. Don't you fucking dare! <laughs> From across the house. Oh no, I don't want to do it, dear. Don't worry. Really should. I'm so sorry. Ah, uh, be be uh, one of the the wee ones or the the slightly bigger wee ones. Huh? He's asking if you're a halfling or a gnome. I'm a gnome. 
Aye, aye, aye. Okay, okay. So are we looking for how many rooms then? I got, uh, you know what? I think I only got the three. So some of you might have to bunk up. It's fine. Uh, I, you said you called yourself the Speaker of Penelope. Might you assume that we are looking for the same room there? <laughs> oh, guess it's all set up. Don't you worry, knowing <laughs> about it. And he just kind of walks off. He says, dinner and 20, don't forget. We'll work out the payments after the meal. The meal's meals in the house. I can tell you're hungry. He walks through the door. You hear this loud clatter, and he goes, Sorry, I got it. I got it. Well, I guess we can take a seat and discuss what the plan is. Yeah, that was quite intense. There was a lot to take in, yes. She seems kind of intimidating. I'm very excited for her meal. If she is the greatest in this town, I'm I'm quite happy. Yes, I'd like to taste uh, the beans cooking. And, you know, a dwarf should have quite good ale nearby. Or at least knowledge of it. Can I look for, like, other rooms that are just, like, any other room that might not be where they are? Uh, yeah, you can see. So, like I said, it's a decently sized house. A lot of the buildings in this area that you were passing are uh, older wooded buildings. Lots of, lots of, you know, these things need some loving. But uh, they seem to be holding up together pretty well. Uh, this building that you're in has a very large open first floor not too many rooms a small door that seems like it maybe leads to you know the bathroom or somewhere else the door that led over into the bigger kitcheny area and then some stairs that leads up to what you can assume are the sleeping spaces but everything down here is pretty wide open a couple of different benches a big table for everyone to eat at and then just a like a like a lounge den kind of area is where you guys are currently sitting Hmm. What do you guys yeah. think we should do until dinner? Oh, well, we could discuss our objectives and perhaps what we're looking for, and maybe we could ask around. Well, I want to see first, like, what about our resources, like our gold? Do we need to find work? Well, we haven't discussed uh, payment yet. <laughs> Can work that out later, I suppose. What all would you? What all are you guys looking for, or want to do? Uh, well, expand my trade. Expand some trade routes. Maybe find some information about. My biological family would be cool. Um, he's very awkward when he meant he like slides that in at the end. Very, very awkward. Like he does not want to talk about it. But like, oh, you know, establish trade, hold my craft, find my parents. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but but you know, a friend in need is is the friend for me, and I would like to also help. Um, Master Adonis, um, in his in his quest. Hey, just just Adonis. 
Ah, uh, yes, Master Adonis. Good. Good one. <laughs> Pats him on the back. <laughs> just Adonis. Don't, don't hit him too hard on the back. <laughs> well, last time I tried to do that, I was ending up in a pretty uh, precarious location. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Some pads came down. I don't want to remember. <laughs> At this point, the door opens again. The dwarf comes back out, and he says, "All right, all right. Uh, dinner shall be ready soon. Uh, let's let's get you you lot upstairs. Get you in your rooms. I'm sure you want to put all that gear down. My God, my blue friend, that's quite a big bag. Have you been carrying all that around yourself? I have, yes, indeed. Well then, let's let's get that upstairs. Get that off your back. That's 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 horrible for your spine. That's how you get curvature." Come on, come on, up, up, up. Oh, I am quite curvy back there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I walk up with him to bring, bring the bag. He leads the four of you upstairs, gets you, as he said, he's got three rooms. He just kind of shows you, right, we've got this one, we've got this one, and this one's the biggest one, so I think the two people should take this one. Uh, distribute however you see fit. And... Uh, as I said, uh, we'll work out all the pricing and everything after the meal. We just need to get the four of you settled and eaten, uh, or get, get you eaten your fill, I should say. Oh, that could go south very quickly. I'd be out of business. What kind of business? He starts walking around. What kind of business would I be running, eating my clients? And starts clomping down the stairs. <laughs> Can you just imagine? Uh, uh, am I getting am I getting cannibal vibes? <laughs> you're you're not. He just seems he's a very excitable dwarf. It seems like you may be the first client he's had in a while. Like this part of town isn't traversed or by a lot of people. It's it's traversed by a lot of people because it's near the edge of the gate. It's not traversed by a lot of people who stay in it. Sure. Get a lot of the traders and travelers, I'm guessing. Yeah. They go to the nicer part of town, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Okay, okay. Um, well, I'll I'll just set my bag. Uh, like, I'll just go into. I don't. I don't think Theron's particularly um picky. So just go into any room. Just pick a room. Stop, go in. Bag down. The three of you, as you've heard every night since you've been traveling, you hear this boom and a bunch of metallic rattling as Theron puts his bag down. It comes out oh. of the room and it's, <laughs> it's, oh boy, I got something in my eye. It's, it's an odd sight seeing Theron not have a bag on his back that is the size of him. So what's in Co that bag, cloak, if I may cloak, ask? You're welcome to... To share with me, I'm, but I'm, I'm excited. I hope they have eggs downstairs. <laughs> eggs for dinner. As long as it's not leftovers or scraps from what other people have eaten, I think it will be good. Maybe they have breadsticks. Breadsticks. Yeah. Uh, but Theron does completely shrug off Cloak's question <laughs> about what's inside. He just doesn't talk what's about in the back? Uh, you could pretty much assume that, like, um, since we've been traveling, I'm I'm sure he's tinkered along the way, kind of overnight or whatever, um, no. but has not been successful. So he is not in a good <laughs> a good mood about that. Like, you guys every night hear lots of 
clinking, rattling. There's an occasional poof of an explosion and smoke pluming away from him. Yeah, Theron, whatever he's messing with, the three of you learned kind of quickly. Just stay away from the back. Because <laughs> you have no idea what's in it. I will find out eventually. Although, like, I kind of want to think that, like, some nights he gets close and they just hear, like, animal noises. <laughs> like, very <laughs> weird. Like, you hear... <laughs> Yeah, there's on the other side of that coin, like he said, there are some good nights where you hear lots of yes, 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 this is, and then an animal noise, and then uh, damn it! (laughs) And on some other nights, there's lots of that's it! And then silence. And then he wakes up the next morning and he's just like, I don't remember anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, to say a roller coaster with that bag and Theron is an understatement, to say the least. Um, But yeah, so he offered uh, a cloak to share the room if he wants, but he walks downstairs. So I guess leaves you guys to figure out the rest. V, you might want, or not, sorry, Penelope, you might want to take the furthest room from Theron. <laughs> okay. Do I'm you guys there. want separate rooms, or? I'm fine with sleeping wherever. I mean, I sleep on trash bags all the time. <laughs> sure, the floor <laughs> might be a little more comfortable. Like, hey, I got room. I, I I don't mind. Whichever is better. Well, while you guys figure that out, I'm going to go get food. I'm just going to walk downstairs and <laughs> go to dinner. Yeah, we can talk about over dinner. All right. You guys head downstairs. Uh, you see um, Ilara putting a bunch of things on the table. As you guys come back downstairs, she says, Dinner. <laughs> Torgus walks by and smacks her ass. He's like, Oh, I'm ready to eat. Does it does it smell Beer. good? Like what what am I oh. what, what's the setting? Set the tone. So after eating trail rations and the occasional rabbit when you had a good hunting night over the past, you know, ten days. Uh Could have had fish. Uh, could have, but that didn't work out. It's been, uh, the first thing that hits you is the smell of freshly cooked, uh, hey, stop that, hey. stop that, stop freshly it. Freshly cooked, hey. Stop that. Sorry, my cat's clawing stuff. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Make me. Um, freshly cooked eggs. <gasps> uh, of, Dear uh, God's woman, <laughs> I'm so happy. Theron's so happy. Uh, you also see a nice, very uh, fluffy orange loaf of bread. Looks to be maybe pumpkin bread. Um, there's 
you know, some beans, a couple of cheeses, uh, some smoked meat that looks like, you know, it's not fresh. But again, this isn't really a part of town where you would expect people to be able to drop coin on like some damn good meat. But it's still a right side better than and I've had this ration for like a year. And so I'm basically eating jerky. You know, this is basically absolutely fresh trail ration, which is uh, in terms of the meat, which is already worlds better than what you've been having. And the last thing, as you guys are all just taking it in, you know, a couple of you look over at Theron and you see his nostrils start flaring and he just goes, starts looking around and you hear, ah, you smell the bubbly, don't you, lad? What what do you have? Well, I wish I had something fancy, but this is just, you know, some, some dwarven mead, homebrewed. Not too strong. Doesn't taste great. It gives you the punch you need, though. Cheap Especially ale does the trick. Precisely. Take he, pours, he pours a tankard that seems to be as tall as his head, which is then taken by his wife. And then he pulls out a slightly smaller one and pours it for himself. And he goes, now then, this, help yourselves, help yourselves to everything. It's, it's a grand time. Oh, perfect. I, I, just, I dig straight in. No, no checking for, you know, uh, allergens, nothing. I, <laughs> eggs and ale, I'm in. Heron <laughs> just plops a bunch of food on his plate before the rest of you even have a chance to sit down. And you're like, ah, damn, that's the fastest I've seen that big fucker move. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have bread? Uh, there's yeah, there's that big loaf of what looks like pumpkin bread in the middle of the middle of the table. All right, let's. Uh, shall we uh, have a taste and see if it tastes like Garden of Olives? <laughs> you. <laughs> Take a bite of the bread, and you are immediately hit with this burst of flavor. This is freshly baked bread. That infinitely better than Olive's basket. Just trying to trying to shove bread in Penelope's mouth. It's just kind of like. Ne- Give me some of the, that, raven, the raven that's... starts pecking at your hand. <laughs> Wait, how close am I to the raven? Uh, you're uh, probably on the other side of Theron. Okay. You've, you've, after the incident in the tavern, I fail to believe you would have ever willingly sat down next to Penelope. <laughs> I'm wow. still going to kind of sit like a little guarded away from the crow to eat my food. You guys, you take your time. You eat your fill. This is whew, good food. Good home-cooked food. Something better than any of you have had short of Penelope uh, in a hot minute. Um, can Wait, phrasing. Can you, can you re- repeat that, but with better phrasing, please? Penelope has had home-cooked meals because she's been living with her parents. The three of you have kind of been... The three men have kind of been on your own for a while traveling. So it's been trail rations and like tavern food. This is a home cooked meal. So this is fucking good. 
Yeah. I, I, I got that. I just had a little uh, bit to drink and uh, I, I, I heard, <laughs> I heard something a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, Dorkish. I say through like a mouthful of food, uh, very impolite. <laughs> Normally, Theron is actually quite polite. He he um, manners. Uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, he he has pretty good manners. But right now, he's a hungry boy. Um, but yeah, M- Master Dorcas, why is it that this food is so <laughs> heavenly good? Um, but we're the only tenants. Well, the food's so good because we got the best damn cook in the realms around here. As for uh, being the only tenants, uh, well, you've never been to Maron before, have you? First time. I. It's um. How can I put this? Is the wife too intimidating? What? No. Look, look at her. She couldn't harm a fly. This woman looks like she could kill you by blinking. <laughs> Nonsense. It's a... It's a new empire for, formed after, you know, the the former king and queen made the rest of the old uh, kingdom for the span the globe. Lots of us fell into ruin when there was no new king or queen to step up. Lots of civilizations pretty much crumbled. Uh, but here we had um, well, the emperor. He stepped up, started making some borders, getting people in line, and it uh, got sort of worked out for the people that sort of live closer to him. Now, not saying he neglects his people, not by any means. We've seen him wandering around here. He meets people, shakes hands, kisses babies, eh, all the, the good stuff. Takes a large swig of his drink. Just sometimes, and he doesn't forget about us out here on the outskirts of the Empire. Just sometimes I think he forgets about us. Hmm. I yeah, see, no. I see. Well, just not all the people can buy. Um, those who do mostly are just passing through. Well, I think this is a, a fine establishment, and I, I appreciate you bringing us in. Many thanks, lad, and I appreciate you enjoying the way it's cooking as much as you do. If it weren't for fellows like you and fine ladies, <clears throat> the wife, the beautiful love of my life, would probably go mad. <laughs> now then, Quite since you brought it up, though, being uh, tenants, let's discuss the uh, the rate for the night. How long will you be staying here in Maron and hopefully staying here under uh, the tall wife in well I, I we stumbled in lost uh, I, I'm not entirely sure where we're going um, we're trying to kind of find our way and I'm establishing trade routes and searching for information and I believe uh, my friend Adonis is also searching for information so oh, uh, I guess it would depend information and you're looking for trade routes well if you're looking for trade routes and you're looking for information you might want to head down the street and check out the melting pot that's uh 
little uh, general goods there. A little uh, friend of mine. I say friend of mine. I've met the guy a couple of times. Seems nice enough. Um, got no reason to dislike him and whatnot. Charming fella. Sharp fella. What was I talking about? Oh, hey. You're looking for trade routes? You know, best head to the shops. Speak with the shopkeepers. Uh, and information, this fella is sharp as... Sharp as sharp as sharp as my beard. If you're looking for it, his beard sharp. (laughs) His beard comes to a very fine triangular point. Okay, okay. Two like Viking rune braids coming off the sides. He says, "Now, now that would be the place to start." What was was his name there? Do you remember the big fella? She's slowly chewing her food. Actinos, love. Actinos, that's right, Actinos. You're looking for Actinos. You want to head over there, you get some goods, probably fix, uh, no, not fix, replace some of the things that you use throughout your travels to get here. And who knows, might have what you're looking for, might know what you're looking for, and if he doesn't know, maybe he'll know who knows, or who knows, who knows, who knows. Sure, sure. Okay, knows a guy, knows a guy. Now, let's see, for the four of you, four and a half, if we're counting your feathered friend there. But I thought I was a half person. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You mistaked me for a child. Well, that was before you said you were a gnome lad. (laughs) Be glad you did, because we would have had a kid's meal made for you. You wouldn't be enjoying half as much of this good food. Now then, now then, now then. Let's see. How, with how, do, do, do. I would say, what do you think would be a fair price to stay here? Hmm? Starts twirling uh, his beard in his hands. He, he looks to like us and asks, or his wife? He, he looks to you four. What did I pay at the last small town? Last small town was maybe like a silver or two a night. And it was maybe slightly better living conditions than this. And that was for one room. Yep. Uh, what? Hmm. But they didn't have free food as Correct. well. So it was slightly, you said slightly better, but it didn't come with free food. Didn't come free food. When I say slightly better, I mean the living conditions themselves, the the um, the health of the building, the health yeah. of the room, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean Theron, you know, he grew up his whole life appraising things, right? So I guess this is just kind of another appraisal of cost. Um, all right, go what? ahead and roll me a. We'll call this an intelligence. Just uh, okay. Straight up intelligence roll. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh God, a seven. <laughs> <laughs> not a one. It's not a I one. Was then. So close to an eighteen, though. <laughs> was. So you do. You start thinking, trying to appraise. You start thinking. Take a bite of food. As you're chewing, you just trail off and you completely forget what you were thinking about. <laughs> wow. Well then, let me ask you this much. You say you're lost, you're looking for information. 
let's say you were to stay here for three nights. Aye, is that something you think you'd do, or is that too much time, not enough? Uh, three nights should be fine for now. Three, three nights, three nights. Uh, let me have a look at your sheets really quick, because I need to see what languages are spoken by the four of you. <laughs> no. No. Wow. No. And lastly... Nope. <laughs> no. Cool. So the wife says something to him in a language none of you understand. This very deep, guttural... Uh, kind of equates to real-life German. <laughs> he says something back to her. They just have a little, little quick back and forth. And he goes... Hmm... Forgive my intrusion, Master Vita, but ye are Vita, are you not? Would a gold piece be too far out of reach? Uh, I, I'm assuming he wasn't meaning that in like a, uh, you know, like the previous shopkeep was insinuating that I wasn't a Vita. He is assuming that I am a genuine one like he's he's being genuine in this situation yes yeah okay um i am adopted uh into the family but i i am one um that is a little steep though <laughs> um may, can i try and persuade him to maybe step it down to like half of that that's still very expensive for what it is right but uh Roll me, roll me an insight first. Sure. Fuck. Six. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you do think that is uh, steep. All right, yeah, so go ahead and roll a persuasion. Let's see what happens. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a ten. <laughs> I'm rolling like ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy those have never liked you alright uh, how do you try to persuade him uh, well we've been on the road for a long time and I've been separated from the family so I uh, don't have access to the stores that we might have traveling um, so un unfortunately I'm not carrying much on me I think that's about as shitty as a persuasion check can be for a 10. Hey. <laughs> mm. Or as good slash as shitty. I travel and will do that to you. I'll tell you what. If the, the four of you can pull together a, a gold piece, I think that would cover you for tonight and tomorrow. And then we could revisit after that. Sure. Uh, yeah, do you have a rate for a non Vita? Hey, <laughs> uh, he looks at his wife, who just kind of raises an eyebrow at him and shrugs, and he goes, uh, A gold piece for the four of you? I, for two I nights? I already oh, yeah. like, shelled over a gold piece. I, I just took one out and flicked it to him. 
<laughs> catches it, bites it. Wondrous! Now then, a toast to new friends. Just downs his entire drink. <laughs> yeah, because we just got fucking <laughs> scammed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. They don't get any business, so whatever. Maybe that's the reason why they don't get business. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just a lo- not traveled road per se. So four of you finish eating. Uh, are you guys going to try to go to the shop today, or are you going to rest and hit the shop the next day? What time uh, what, of day is it? Yeah. Um, a little bit after midday, uh, but you guys have been traveling for a minute. Got a little bit of road dust on us. A little bit. I kind of want to just go outside and like just look around, like walk around and see what else would be nearby, but not like wander too far. All right. Yeah, I think I'm going to put like my stuff other than like, well, you know, I I think I'll put all my money except for like one gold uh, in my room, but then I'll bring like the rest with me. All right. Does that make sense? Like, I'm bringing one gold with me into the streets for a bit. Um, yes. And then, and then my equipment still. Yep, makes sense. All right. Um, Penelope, Adonis, what do you guys do? Well, Penelope, do you have anything you want to do? Or go? Uh, not at the moment. Um, I would like to probably visit the smelting pot that sounds like a a good place the melting pot yes you want to go tonight or maybe tomorrow with the group uh tomorrow or you want to scout where it's at yes it's mostly scout okay well do that and then maybe if they have a guild house you know uh good Check whatever jobs they have posted there, just in case we need more resources. Yes, that is good. Oh, okay. So the four of you, you know, step outside at your own pace to handle all your different things. Uh, Cloak, you walk around, begin to check out the city. It's very... Not, not squalid by any capacity, but you've you've seen better living, uh, and you've seen worse living. It's kind of a you know people here are getting by, but nobody seems to really be suffering about it. Uh, there is a beggar here and there, seems to you know they try, don't really get anything. People just don't really have that much to give. Um. Uh, Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Uh, please, something good. Nope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Theron, uh, what are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> he rolled a solid three. Um, uh, I'm actually gonna look for a guild house or a guild hall if we have one in this town. All right. Uh, so you're going to go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Okay. 
I was like, yep, that's a house. <laughs> I got a 13. <laughs> 13. So uh, you begin to wander around. You're seeing all of the same uh, descriptions I just gave. Uh, cloak. Um, you know, you ask around for a couple patrons, like, is there like a guild house or anything around here, for, you know, for for work and stuff? You don't really get much answers. Lots of just head shakes and people go on about their business. Doesn't seem like anybody really has the time to stop what they're doing. Uh, and so you're just kind of like, all right, maybe they just don't want to answer me. You continue to look around, you know, check all the different buildings. You don't find anything that really fits what you're looking for, though does not appear that there is a guild hall in this area of the city and or empire, wherever exactly it is you guys are at the moment. Okay, sounds good. And lastly, Theron and Penelope, the two of you are looking for the melting pot. Theron? <laughs> yeah, or Adonis. Adonis, yeah, that's what I meant. Wow. <laughs> Adonis <laughs> and Penelope looking for the melting pot. Um, you follow the directions that were given to you, you know, head down the street. You do come across a couple of different shops. Um, most of them that you come across initially are smaller scale. You know, you need cutlery and plates and clothes sort of deal. Things that you would expect common folk to shop at. Uh, you do eventually come up to a bigger building, though, that has that does have a sign on it that says... Melting pot. Uh, this is one of the biggest buildings that you have seen so far in this uh, in this area. First thing that strikes you about this building, aside from the size, is uh, as I said before, most of these buildings they're not necessarily run down, but they're older. They need a little, you know, TLC. Uh, lots of like splintered wood, stained wood sort of deal. Uh, this one still old, definitely needs some TLC. But this building seems to be made uh, with brick and mortar some stonework very reinforced uh, still very dirty lots of you know um vines and like other weeds kind of growing up through cracks in the brick at the base work and the foundation uh, but it's while still in poor shape for what it is it's in better shape than most other buildings you've come across hmm. okay well, Penelope, since we're here, do you want to go inside and take a look? Maybe ask a question? I All, right. Him. All right, let's go. All right, so you guys walk in. And uh, it's a very different shop style than what you've seen before, where others are, you know, like rows of shelves and walls and... Uh, you know, other ways for the merchandise to be displayed. This is a very open area. Uh, there's a couple tables here and there, but most of the stuff is mounted on the walls, and the tables are themselves also up against the walls, so some, some of the items on the tables. Um, the shopping area that you guys have access to is, uh, despite being a very wide-open floor plan, very small in comparison to the outside of the building. Uh, there's a big archway with two curtains behind um, a smaller, not counter, it can only be described as a very wide pedestal. And from the back, uh, you can hear 
some movement. Uh, whoever runs this place doesn't seem like they heard you guys enter. Uh, do they have do they have like lances or anything like a spear? Uh, they do have some smaller weapons. Uh, you see a couple short swords, daggers, some short bows, sort of deal. Um, nothing that you can see that fits like a polearm weapon, though. A lot of the stuff is smaller. Seems like it's more easily managed. Okay. Um, I go to the counter and see if anyone's in there. If they're not, I'll probably just call them like, hey, anybody here? So you go go up to that pedestal, kind of slightly lean over it, have a look. You're like, um, hello. You hear from the back, ah, one moment, please. So you kind of wait a second. And then uh, you hear something that kind of flips a switch in your mind of like, well, that's not normal. You hear this. Um, you don't hear footsteps. You hear this. Is everything okay back there? And uh, you see emerge from the curtains as you hear again this clopping noise. A uh, individual emerge with onyx black skin uh long dark blue almost black hair that goes down to about mid chest and this very thin but very well-kempt beard of a human torso but it's attached to horse legs And this person, this thing, walks up to the counter and says, yes, how may I help you? Like, oh, I, we're travelers and we have a few questions. Well, I was I mean, wondering if you could tell me the like, history of um, this place called Marin. The Empire. Yes. And specifically this, well, this place. Like this building seems to be, well, well, well enforced. Well, this this empire was formed by the emperor after the king and queen, unfortunately, met their end. This region that we live in is for some of the, how to put this nicely, less fortunate. I took this building at the insistence of the others who live in this region due to my connections to trade. This was the oldest building. It is all that remains of whatever used to be in this region. Hmm. 
Does that sufficiently answer your question? It does, it does. And um, the little miss here has a question. I can't elbow like Penelope. Yes, young miss. I look over at Adonis a little <laughs> thrown a draw by the fact that we're talking to you a creature I hadn't seen before. <laughs> I, Both of uh... you were just kind of like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if, it, if it doesn't, you know, if it's not too much to ask, like, what exactly are you? It's not too much to ask. I am what is referred to in the common tongue as a centaur. An individual with the upper body of a humanoid and the lower body of a horse. Interesting. I've never met anyone like quite yourself. I should say the same to you, blessed one. You can tell. I have an unnatural ability to know what it is I'm speaking with. Hmm. It's quite an ability. I do have a question for myself, uh, to you. Do you happen to know anything about a purple dragon? Hmm. You could tell he's kind of searching his memory banks. Never. Get your questions ready. Rumors from a long time ago, back when I was still part of a migrating herd. Nothing with enough substance to be worth repeating here, I'm afraid. Okay. However, there was an individual, maybe, 20 moons past, came through, wearing armor the most vibrant shade of purple. And he had an aura about him. An aura that survivors of dragons describe as draconic. Perhaps he would be able to assist you. Do you have to know where he is? At this moment, I do not. You went deeper into the city. Uh, do you, is, does he have a name? Anything I could uh, set him apart, I guess? Aside from his, I guess, appearance? Stylos was his name. I heard it in passing. And I'm sure that that is it. You seek a human. Okay. That's plenty of information. Thank you. I never got to get your name. Actinos. Well, Actinos, there will be a cerulean blue thick uh, friend of mine. And when you see him, tell him he looks green. 
Uh, Theron sneezes. <laughs> Just when he he's out and about, but he sneezes. All right, fair enough. You 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 can you'll know when you see. He so he's been like you know bowing in response to a lot of things that you're saying or requesting, but at that one he gives you like nothing more than a head tilt because you could tell his brain is running that gauntlet of like he's cerulean. Why would I say he's green? But he's just kind of like, <laughs> all right. Hey, there's some nice houses. <laughs> anyway, Penelope, um, what was your question? I uh, sir, uh, I know we have come for information. Um, we also don't carry uh, much money, but is there anything we could help you with your establishment? Uh, give me, yeah, give me a persuasion check. Oh, sorry. There we go. A 14. So, um, he kind of pulls his torso back a little bit, kind of straightens up. Then he goes, you said you were travelers, and there are more of you. Yes. He kind of glances off to his left where there's no window. He seems to be staring at the wall. And then he leans forward. I would have you return on the morrow with all of your companions. And then he leans back. Doesn't really say anything else. Just kind of stares. Waiting for a response or another question. Okay. We shall return tomorrow. All right, friend Dr. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. He gives you a deep bow, you know, and then he just goes into the back. You two leave. Uh, what I do you do now? I have one question for you. Yes. Is there, just because I know. I know Penelope likes looking around just as part of like her way of gaining knowledge of the world around her. Uh -huh. um, is there a way I could just kind of have her see what's in his store just if there's anything she could recognize out of anything? Yeah. Like, um, with her basic knowledge of what she's read? Yeah, go ahead and just give me a blanket intelligence check. Okay. That should cover everything. Okay. That's intelligence save. That's oh, intelligence state. That's fine. We'll just <laughs> we'll call that an eleven. Take away that proficiency bonus. So um he's got you know, like I said, he's got a couple of uh bigger items. 
uh, the, he seems to carry a lot of the smaller things that some of these other, uh, you know, normal, for lack of a better term, citizens would need uh, things to make food, things to tend to the housework, things to, uh, you know, things to just survive. But being the big shop, he also seems to be the stopping point for travelers. And that's why he's got a couple pieces of weapons and um, things of that nature. There's nothing that really kind of stands out to you as like, oh, this is exceptionally noteworthy. It's, um, he's just kind of, he's, it's one of those, he's got what he got sort of deals. And he's, he's just working with what he's got. Okay. But there, there's nothing, there's nothing that makes you go, Ooh, look at that. You're just kind of like, this is stuff people need. And these are things that adventurers would need. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I'm assuming after a couple hours of exploring, both for the duo and for Cloak, what uh, what is Theron doing? Is he also exploring, or am I hallucinating here? Uh, so Theron was looking for the guild house. Right. But uh, I feel like after he didn't find it, he probably just sat in a like populated area, maybe a square, um, like near a bench or near a fountain, and just kind of like people watched to try and gather like passive information on the town. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get a perception check from you then. See how well you pay attention to people watching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if I just zone out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 13, that's not too bad. 13 not too bad. So, you're sitting there, people watching. You're paying pretty good attention. You know, as I said, the first thing that you noticed is this is just a massive conglomerate of races. Uh, even it, back in the the Vita Caravan, you've never seen as many races as you've seen here. There's humans, elves, half elves, dwarves, drow, the dark elves tieflings uh you're seeing full-blooded orcs you're seeing half orcs you're seeing cat people people that look like reptiles people that look like ilara uh the you know large ashy skinned people you're seeing uh tieflings in every hue you're seeing blue tieflings red tieflings human skin tone tieflings uh you swear you even saw a green tiefling at one point uh, Humans that fit real-world descriptions of European, Asian, Indian, uh, something that's missing a leg. Uh, <laughs> wow. The lower side of your 13 rolls, you're seeing a couple of races that you've never seen of, you've never heard of, you don't even know that these things exist. And you get so caught up in staring at them that your brain doesn't even fully process what it is you're seeing. And so when you're like, I needed to tell people about that, what do I tell them that I just saw? And there's not really there's not really any words that sort of stick with it. Your eyes see the information. Your brain just seems to be failing to record it. And it's 
it's a fun experience to say the least. You definitely, by the end of the night and you're like, I'm ready to go home and get some sleep. You're like, that was pretty cool. And then when you kind of like finally sit down in bed, what the fuck did I see sort of deal? (laughs) (laughs) After a couple hours of that, or however long he stays there, the other three of you wandering around, doing what you're doing, uh, night does eventually begin to fall. You make your way back to the, (laughs) you make your way back to the, uh, the, the tall wife in, uh, start to rest for the night. The three of you cloak Adonis and Penelope make it back. Uh, and Theron is already in his room. You hear lots of metallic clattering, a couple of banging. Uh, and you're like, well, he's going at it again. So cloak, you just kind of open the door, slip in, find a corner, throw a thick blanket over yourself and try to drown out the noise. <laughs> Take the bag. <laughs> Cause I assume he emptied the bag out. No, it's still pretty um, big. He seems to be pulling pieces out as he needs them. Okay. He's, he's just kind of working on a little nightstand in the corner. So you just go to the other corner and just, ugh. Um, Adonis and Penelope, Lord. the two of you get some rest. You guys get uh, benefits of a long rest. I don't think anybody has used any spell slots and or anything, so everything should be fine. So that night, um, that's when I write my letter so I could send it. Me, family. Uh, was there anything specific going in that letter, or this is just a hey, Adonis is sending a letter home? Um, just to update them, but then I guess for, for chat, they could know what's in. The letter. Uh, yeah, that's if you want to uh, basically summarize what's in your letter for the chat, go ahead. Summarize, I made an essay. <laughs> <laughs> well, have at it, big guy. It's All right, <laughs> my dearest mother and father. It has been a while since our last, at his last sent letter. Many things have happened. I have wrestled with Evita. I was winning, of course, but I let him win this time. I met with a light-footed gnome who has no connection to a mischievous fellow named Hacklebuck, but is strangely loath as much. I made an elf friend in the strangest of circumstance. In exchange for not making a meal out of her animal companions, she promised to help me with my journey. Or that raven did look delicious. She ended up leaving her family and life of comfort to join me in my quest. Truly strange, but admirable and absolutely precious. She has eyes that remind me of the setting sun. Uh, we successfully solved the mystery in Miadras, which brought old friends close and hardened hearts turned soft. I still think it was purely out of luck, but everyone shows potential and seems to be willing to extend a helping hand. We have decided to join up and set an adventure. Our goal? No clue. (laughs) Until next time, and best regards to uh, Sir Gunther. (laughs) Before I... uh, Thank you, thank you. It took me a week to write that. <laughs> so um, you had time. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you, uh, Mr. Shade. <laughs> Just kidding. But, oh um, yeah, you know. <laughs> so before uh, I call it a night, uh, I kind of meditate. Uh, I guess blow out the candle, get out 
get the light out and just focus on an image of light. And I say, Seraphina, your visions have guided me and has uh, fair fruition. So please continue to guide me. Then call it a night. Okay. Uh, quick question. Yes. How much I wandered the streets, because obviously I saw nothing. Do I at least have an understanding of is there like a layout or like a pattern that the buildings follow, or is it just like a haphazard just place buildings where they can? Um, split the difference. There's hmm. definitely an organizational structure to the layout of the region. There's not one that makes immediate sense to you, though. Okay. Uh, Adonis, firstly, for that letter, inspiration. So go ahead and check that onto your character sheet. Yes. Uh, secondly, so you sit down to begin your meditation, and it's, you know, quiet, save for the clang, clang, clang of <laughs> Theron a couple rooms over, and the occasional, damn it! Um, and it's, you're trying to tune it out. And what you don't notice is that eventually it does start getting quieter. It starts to get uh, muffled. Almost like you're submerging your ears in water. Uh, but you don't really notice it. Instead, you continue to just sit there until eventually, again, completely unaware, the only thing that you can hear is... Uh, the long, drawn-out sound of your breathing. It's very slow. It's very deep. And then... There's a flash. An image in your brain. A quick one. Too quick to tell what it is. And then there's another... And then that name pops into your head. Stylos. And you begin to hear it echoing from one side of your head to the other. Stylos, 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 stylos. And you, your vision, you know, being black nothingness with your eyes closed from the bottom up begins to gradiate into this shade of purple. Very thin one, very gradual change. Still looks very black. And then the last thing you see before your meditation ends is this quick, brief flash of uh, the snout and face of a dragon staring you in the eyes with this very quick jump scare sort of Ha, there it is. Um, Cloak and Theron, perception checks with disadvantage. Okay. Due to the blanket and the tinkering. Penelope, regular perception check. 
Oh, that's a seven for me. <laughs> Second, I finally get a decent one too. <laughs> and it's oh. Oh. Ooh, nat twenty. I had a twenty-two natural twenty for Penelope, and a natural twenty for Cloak. But due to that blanket over your head, it's sixteen. So, so when this dragon, this purple-scaled dragon flashes into your mind, staring you in the eyes. You're met with this <clears throat> this growl. And you are jolted out of your meditation with what can only be described as a force leaving your body. And you feel your mask get launched off of your face, sailing across the room and wedging in the door. And as you drop forward, catching yourself on your hands, panting, sort of in pain, you can feel this burning sensation on your right cheek. And with your hand shaking, you reach up and touch it, and you could feel the mark that runs through your eye has split like a lightning bolt and now has three additional trails down your right cheek. And you could feel this extra heat just radiating out of your eyes and your mouth and the the cracks in your the markings in your face are also glowing with this vibrant blue uh penelope natural 20 something starts to bother you and you look over at your door just in time to see this undescribably bright flash of light and then this this very loud sound of wood striking wood. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break right there with this technical difficulty sorted out and just let them stew on that little cliffhanger of what just happened with us.